Hashem. Okay, ready? Let's get started. Welcome everyone to the Harlevaron slash Dafyomi slash Ovetara Dafyomi uh, class. Today's class, the Fuachilema for Rabbi Jamal is um, starting on Daf Mem Aleph Amud Aleph, even though today's Daf is Mem Bet. As that the we'll get there today. We're starting about halfway down. The first one on the line is Sliki Shahi. And we're starting from the word Rabzera Havakamishamit. Okay. So let's get started right over here. The Bizera says the Gemara. The Bizera Havakamishamit with Rabinda. The Bai the Mesik the Adisayim. The rabbi used to, he was scared to see his Rebbe, Rebbe Huda. Dubai, the Messiah, because the Bizera wanted to go to Israel. And the Buddha used to hold that you weren't allowed to go to Israel. The Buddha held that it's a sewer for a person to go to Israel. So when Rebbe wanted to go, I guess his other rabbis held it was okay. But he was afraid to see his Rebbe because his Rebbe might say that it's a sewer. Because would say, anyone who goes from Eretz Israel, from Bavel to Eretz Israel, has just done an Isur Aseh. He's done an Avela, he's gone against Mitzvah Aseh in the Torah. What's the Mitzvah Aseh? Shnei because Basuk says about the people who went to Bavel. Bavela, you vow, you'll be brought to Bavel, the Shama, you, and they are going to stay. Until I take you out of them. And since Hashem, since we didn't get taken out, he said, you have to stay there. Amar, so he said, Ezal milta. So I'll go here one thing from him. And then I'll go to Israel. Azal, he went there. He saw he was sitting in a merchat, in a bathhouse. And while he was in the bathhouse, what happened? Welcome, Sam. While he was in the bed, the Kamala Shemeh, he told the Shamosh, bring me some netted, which is soap, in order to wash his head. They brought, bring him a, a, a comb in order to comb his hair. Pitru Bumaychu Vafiku Havla. He says, Open your mouth and let the steam go in. And take a drink from the hot water when you take a drink. And he's letting him do all these things. If I only came to hear this thing, that you're supposed to drink hot water when you take a bath, it would be worth it. I just learned a very important thing. How important it is to, when you take a, a bath, you should also have hot water healthy, healthy for health reasons. Says Bishlama, I understand. When he says, bring me the netter, bring me the masek. We learn from here, like we said before, that you're allowed to say, you're allowed to say things that are non holy in Lashon Kodesh. It's okay. 
Also, I understand what you're learning from this also, where he says, open your mouth and drink this steam. Like Shmuel says, Dama Shmuel, which means that when a person goes to a steam bath, it helps a person relieve himself and go to the bathroom. So you see from here, this new, this new idea that steam baths are healthy for you. But, But this thing about drinking water that was heated for steaming, my maluta, how does it help you? If a guy eats, doesn't drink when he eats, it's like he's eating blood. That starts the sickness that a person gets in his intestines. If a guy ate and didn't walk for a month and he went to sleep right away without walking, the food that he eats doesn't get eaten in the stomach. That causes bad breath. A guy who needs to go to the bathroom, okay, and he eats anyway before he goes to the bathroom, that's like if you have a tanur, an oven, that you put new fuel in it while it still has the old ashes. You always have to clear out the old ashes first. If you leave it, do it with the, with the, if you put new fuel with the old ashes, it ruins it. So to here, if you put new food in, where the old food still wants to go out, it's not good. Always go to the bathroom first and then eat. If a guy washes in hot water, the Lord is protected so then, and you did not wash yourself after the cold water. That's like iron that you put it into the fire and then you didn't put it afterwards into the cold water. Because if you want to make iron strong, you always have to put it first in the heat and then quickly into the cold. That's what a blacksmith does. So, that's what it's like. Okay? If you took a bath and you didn't put any any moisturizer on, it's like if you have a guy who has uh, water and he wants to fill up a barrel with it and he pours the water without opening the barrel. Doesn't doesn't help. So here too, you need to put uh, moisturizer so it stays good. Okay. So we learned a lot of important things and we're ready for a brand new Mishnah. Now this Mishnah has needs some explanation. The, the upcoming Mishnah is a very small Mishnah, it's more Gibana, but there's a big argument about what it's talking about. Rashi understands that the subject of the year, Sam, is the subject of Hatmana. Hatmana is we, we spoke about this earlier, is when you put something, even before Shabbat, if you put food into something that increases its heat before Shabbat, that's Asur. Um, according to Rashi, these two types of vessels that the Mishnah is going to talk about are all Hatmana questions. Tosfot, on the other hand, understands that the talking about is 
that a guy wants to take water from one of these kelim and put it in his wine. The question is, is this water going to cook his wine or not? So we're going to see the question as we read the Mishnah. Again, there's two Pshatim, Rashi and Tosafot. There's actually more than two Pshatim, but we're going to discuss these two. Says the Mishnah as follows. Moliar. There's two types of kelim. There's a Moliar and an Antiki. Okay? The Moliar is as follows. You have a clay cup and with a lid over it, I guess. And you have a place to put coals on the outside to keep the water inside the clay cup hot. So Moliar Hagaruf. If you have a Moliar, let's say it's a kind of cup, and outside the cup it's got a little spot over here that you could put coals. Okay? <coughs> Sorry. Hagaruf. And you remove the coals before Shabbat. You're allowed to drink the hot water from it for Shabbat. As long as you move the coals out before Shabbat started, you're allowed to drink the hot water on Shabbat. Antiki, which is another type of heated vessel, which the Gemara is going to decide exactly what it is. And you can't drink from it on Shabbat. Now, according to Rashi, the question is, can you leave water in these type of kelim on Shabbat? And the answer is, the Mishnah is saying, well, if it's a muliar and it's shaped like that, then it's okay. And if it's antiki and it's shaped like that, then it's not okay. That's how Rashi understands this Mishnah. Tosun understands the Mishnah that it's not talking about hatmana leaving the water in. Of course, you want to leave the water in before Shabbat. The question of the, of the, the Mishnah, according to Tosun, is if you have this water on Shabbat, can you take some of it and pour it into your wine? People in the old days would put water in wine. And if the water is very hot, it would be a problem because it might be cooking the wine. So when from the muliar, where the muliar is um, not as hot, then it's okay. But from the antiki, it would be asur. The Gemara will now discuss the details, but it won't explain one way or the other whether Tosfot or, or Rashi is right. Obviously, Rashi and Tosfot both read the Gemara and they understand the Gemara in their own ways. Says the Gemara, what, What's the exact case of this Muliar Hagaruf, which, which you remove the stuff from it? Tana, we learned in the Brayta, Mayim Bifim, Gehalim Bechutz. The water is inside this mulia, and the coals are outside. Like I showed you before, you'd have a, a cup with an attachment on the outside of the cup where you could put coals. That's, that is called a mulia. Antiki, what's this antiki business? Rabba says, Bekiri. This is a double vessel. For example, you have a cup like this with a divider in the middle. Very thick walls, divider in the middle. Coals go on one side, water on the other side. Okay? That's a bay kiri. And that's asur because it's very, very hot. Okay? It says it's a bay dudi. Bay dudi is a cup like this where on the bottom, you put more coals. It's like you got a spot underneath, you got two spots. 
in it, up and down, and the coals are right underneath the thing. And we're saying that even a cup like this, even though you took out the coals, it's still asur according to that. The rabbi who said it was a split in the middle, I'm sorry, the rabbi who said it was a split on the bottom and top, right? Of course, it'll be asur in the bakiri, in the split, because this split one has very, very thick walls. And those very, very thick walls keep the heat very strong, and therefore it would be a sewer for sure. Manda Alabekiri, but the one who says it was the first one, Alabedudilo, he would allow a Beidudi because the Beidudi doesn't keep the heat. Tanya Kabatedirakwana, we have a bright that supports of Nachman. Antiki, and Antiki, Avabishi Grupa, even though you took out the coals, Uktuba, or you put um, ashes on the coals, and shotina mena mevneshim shenechusha mechamata. You can't drink from it because it keeps warming up. Okay, and that's the machloket again. Rashi and Tosfot are the big things over here. According to Rashi, it's a question. According to Tosfot, it is a question of how hot the water is. Can you put it in other water or, or cook? Now we have a new mishnah. Says the Mishnah as follows. Hamecham, if you have a tikel, shepinuhu, that you removed it. Now, what does it mean, a removed tikel? Sam, when I ask you, if you hear the words, tikel that was removed, how do you understand those words? That it was on the stove and you took it off temporarily. Good. Very good. Well said. Me, when I heard this, I thought it was different. I thought it meant that you removed all the water from it. And you're going to see now that the Gemara is going to first assume like me, and then the Gemara is going to say, hey, that's not the way it's supposed to read. If it says removed, it doesn't say water. It means removed it, like you. Okay? But you'll see the Gemara will talk about it as we get there. So anyway, let's read it again. If you have a tea kettle that was removed, you shouldn't put cold water into this tea kettle that was removed. Okay? Not in order that you should heat the water. You can't put it to heat it, heat the water, but you can put it in to take the chill out of the water. You following? So, if your objective is to heat up water, you can't use this this removed tea kettle to heat up your water. But if your objective is to take the chill out of the water and make it look warm, that that's okay. Now we're going to see how that's going to work in the gar. Okay? Says the gemara. My Kalmar, what does this mean to say? What's Musa talking about? Amar Adamar Matna Hachikama. Hamecham Shapinam Minohamayimachami. If you took out the hot water out of a pot, don't put a little bit of water in. Because that will make it, that could make the water Yatsolenipo. Avalotenu Tokomayimachami. We can put a lot of water in. 
Here's how she done, because then it will just get lukewarm. So it's telling you, according to this rabbi of Ada Barmatna, the point of the Mishnah is telling you how much water you're allowed to put in. If you put a little bit of water into the pot, so then you just, you, since you just put a little bit of water in the pot, since you just put a little bit of water in the pot, nothing's going to happen. It's a little bit of water, big deal. So, the, no, I'm sorry, the opposite. If you put a little bit of water, something's really going to happen because since the pot is so hot and you put so little water, so you, so the water will get boiling hot and it'll be out But if you put a gallon of water into that pot, it's only going to take off the chill and then it's okay. Okay? Good. Says the Gemara. My comma, what's the let's read again. That's the bottom of the page. Now turn to the top of Mem Aleph Amubet. How are you allowed to put a lot of water into a pot when you put a lot of water into the pot? You strengthen the pot. Now, this you need to understand the way I was explaining before. If you remember, what we said before was as follows. If you have Sam, welcome, hi. Welcome, Bosh, come come join us. We're, we're right now on the top, of, someone else joining us is now on the, on the Zoom. Uh, we're right now on the top of Mem Aleph Abud Bet. Okay, the, the bottom Mishnah had said that if you have a um, if you have a pot that was removed, you could put a lot of water. No, it says you can put, you can't put water to heat it up, but you could put water to take off the chill, to, to make it lukewarm. So now the Gemara is trying to analyze what it means. The first rabbi Radha is saying, it means that when you take out the water of a pot, and the pot, the, the pot itself is still hot. The tea kettle is hot, but there's no water in it. You can't put a little bit of water, because if you put an ounce of water, that ounce of water will get boiling hot. And that's a sort of cooking that ounce of water. But if you put a gallon of water, the gallon will just get lukewarm, and that's okay. okay. Now, the Gemara is asking of him now, on the top of my mouth, what are you talking about? There's a separate reason why you're not allowed to put a gallon of water in, because the way it works is, when you have a pot, the pot, in order to strengthen the pot, you need to heat it up and then cool it off. And since this tea kettle that's on the fire was hot, and now you're going to put a gallon of water in, you're going to strengthen the pot, and there's a separate isur of tikkun keli, that you're not allowed to strengthen the pot on Shabbat. So how's the guy allowed to do that? Answers the Gemara, no. Don't worry about strengthening the pot. The Nishimoni, the author of our Mishnah, was the Nishimoni. That if you're not intending to do a melakah, it's allowed. And therefore, here, when I put the water, the gallon of water, into the into this tea kettle that's empty, what was my intention? My intention wasn't to strengthen the kelly. My intention was I don't want to give my baby in the baby bottle freezing cold water. That's all I'm thinking about. Ah, but it's going to get 
but it's going to get uh, strengthened. Your kale is going to get strengthened. Okay, that's not what I'm thinking about. Right now, I need warm water for the baby bottle. I'm not thinking that I have to, that I'm trying to strengthen the kale. And therefore, since your shimon is old to the Mishnah, he holds that the Mashiach is going to kill then. If you're not thinking about strengthening the kale, it's okay. Matki So Abaya is challenging this. This is the same question. It didn't say uh, a tea kettle that you remove the water. It doesn't say that the Mishnah. The Mishnah says it's a tea kettle that was removed. And those words indicate, like Sam understood, that you took the actual tea kettle with the water off the fire and you're putting the water now into the tea kettle with water, with hot water in it. Rather, Abayah says the following. This is what the Mishnah means. This is what the Mishnah is talking about. You have a tea kettle that was removed from the fire. So it's a clearishon that you removed from the fire full of hot water. And there is water inside, not like the other Rabbi said. Don't put a little bit of water so you should heat it up. Let's say, for example, you have one, three cups of water in the tea kettle, and you remove it off the fire. You look inside, and you have four ants who came over, and they all want a cup of tea. So you say, ah, you know what? If I put one cup in, it'll still be very, very hot, and I can serve all my ants a cup of tea. That you can't do, because the new cold water that you're putting in is getting cooked on Shabbat. But you can put a gallon of water into that tea kettle because if you want to use it to bathe your baby or something like that, or whatever you need, or you want lukewarm water that's not too uh, hot, or to put in your baby's body, you can put a gallon in. Well, according to Rav Shimon, it's the function, not the actual malacha. According to Rav Shimon, it's what you're intending to do. And if you and the fact the fact that you actually on the side actually strengthened the keli, Bingil, that wasn't my intention. Rabbi Dad disagrees. Okay. So now let's say the Gemara. He says that if you have Abaya says. That if you have a, 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 a tea kettle that you remove the water from, because the Mishnah is talking about a tea kettle with the water in it. But if you have that case there of Adam Ramatna says, which is a tea kettle that you remove the water, he says, don't put any water into it. Because putting any water in it strengthens the kettle and it's a sewer. And it's like Rabbi Yudah, Mishnah is going like Rabbi Yudah, not Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Yudah holds that the Vashem with Kaban is Asur. Okay. That is the two sides to learn the Gemara, Abaye and Rabbi Adam Ramadan. Now, the Gemara is going to explain the Machlok between Rab and Shmuel. Says the Gemara. Amar Rab. When did we say that you're not that you're allowed to put a lot of water into it in the strip? That's only if your intention is to uh, take the chill out of the water. 
But if you're thinking, I want to strengthen my keli, because you yeah, Get hurt from it. 
But you're not allowed to extinguish a wooden coal in the Shudarabim. Why? Because when you put out a wooden coal, it's asur from the Torah. And when you put out a metal coal, it's only asur with the Rabbanah. The reason why it's only asur with the Rabbanah when you put out a metal coal is because you're not really accomplishing anything with that. It's not getting any better by you extinguishing it. But the wooden coal is actually getting better, and that's why it's asur. The Gemara is asur. The east like that the Rabbi Shimon, if you what you're saying is true, that Shmuel is a Rabbi Shimon rabbi, and that's why he argued on Rob earlier and said that you were allowed to put even a lot of water. Who cares? Put a lot of water. Who cares? Right? That's what Shmuel said before. Because it means you hold like Rabbi Shimon. Well, if you hold like Rabbi Shimon, then in this case, he shouldn't just let you put out metal coals in public property. He should even allow you to put out wooden coals in public property that someone can get damaged from. Why? Because it would be Malachash and Sechlegupa, it's only Dirabanan, and with all Dirabanan, and it's dangerous to other people, the rabbi should let you. So, why didn't Rishmuel allow them to put out wooden ones? Answer the Gemara. When it comes to something, which means something that he didn't have in mind, that's why. In the case we had before, where you weren't intending to pour the water in. Sorry, you weren't intending when you pour the water in to make the keli stronger. There you go, that you can ignore it. But when it comes to melacha, when you're doing your melacha, which you're intending to put it out, understand the case? In this case of the coal, you are intending to put out the coal. It's just that you're not intending it for the reason that they need it in the Mishkan. In the Mishkan, what they did with the Melachah Mechabeh, they did it in order to make the item better. And here you're doing it to take away a hazard. That's what's called, that's called Melachah Shem That Shmuel is strict like Rabbi Yehuda. And he says that it's still a problem even though you're not doing it the way they did in the Mishkan. But when it comes to the Barashayin of Kaban, there is leaning like Rabbi Shimon. So we, again, we're going to separate between the Barashayin of Kaban and Melachashayin of Suyich Lekupa. When it's Melachashayin of Suyich Lekupa, which means you're doing the Melachah for a reason that was not the way it was in the Bet Mekdash. Over there, Shmuel is strict. And he says, I don't care why you're doing it. If you're doing it, it's Asur. Okay? Because over here, when you're putting, again, the reason why that's relevant over here, I don't know if this is clear to everyone, but when you have a coal of wood, the, the real reason why most people, in the Metamitash, the reason why they put out a wooden coal is because they want to make it stronger. But this guy in the street, it's not his coal. He's just putting it out because he doesn't want a kid to get, touch it and get hurt. So for him, it's a melacha. You're not doing it for the reason they did the Mishkan. In that that subject of Rida Bishimon, Shmuel holds like a Rida, he's strict, he says it's still a problem. That's why he says only a metal and not a wood. But when it comes to the, the question of where you're not intending for the item at all, when it comes to a guy pouring water in his in his keli, he's not thinking about the keli. He just wants to, to 
warm up his freezing cold water. In that case, he is Matir. I can be Shimon. Is that clear at all? This, this is a very, very uh, thin line. And if you can get this, you're doing pretty good. Okay. Correct. The same two rabbis are arguing. Correct. Yes. Correct. Now there's a lot of there's a lot of talk in the Mishnah about this. We're, we're just simplifying it for the sake of this Dafyomi class. But yes, there's a lot of you can have a lot of fun if you want to get involved in this. Ava Ravina. Ravina says, Hilkach, therefore, now that you have this rule, the following follows. If you have courts, if you have some thorns in public property, you can move them away, but you can only move them less than four more. You can only do a drabanan. You can't do a deoraita to get rid of a hazard. Because we saw Shmuel say that you're only allowed to do a, just like Shmuel said, you can only put out the piece of metal that's red hot and not a wood that's red hot. He'll also say that when it comes to moving another hazard out of the you can't do a deoraita moving in four amot. You have to move it less than four amot. So you move it two amot, you stop. Move another two amot, stop. Another two amot, stop. In order to avoid doing a deoraita. That's if you're in a public property. But if you're in a Carmelite, but if you're in a Shutanabim, it's only Dirabanan. Like if you're, that's if you're in Ocean Parkway where it's Deoraita. But if you're in Deal on Norwood Avenue, then where the, and, and let's say the Eruv is down that week and you're in Deal on Norwood Avenue, then you would be able to take it straight. If you have thorns in the street that people can get, kids are going to get hurt on, you would have to take it, take it and pull it right off in four or more than one shot because since it's only Dirabanan, you would have to pull it off straight. Okay, so Ravina is taking Shmuel's law and connecting it to our case over here. Okay, says the Gemara further. Uh, the Mishnah has said that you're allowed to put cold water into the hot water into the Mecham in order to take off the chill. Now, we're going to talk about doing it in Kli Yishon and Shemi. The brightest is the following. You're allowed to put hot water, pour hot water into cold water. This opinion is saying that when you pour hot water into cold water, the bottom water is called Tata'a Gavar. The bottom water has more strength because it's, it's staying where it was. And therefore, it's going to cool off the hot water. But you cannot put cold water into hot water, because then, since the water is staying where it was, it's going to overcome the cold water and heat it up, and that would be cooking on Shabbat. These words are Bet Shemai's words. Bet says, Ben Hamim Ben doesn't care which way you put it. Cold to hot, hot to cold, either way it's okay. When did Betilel allow putting even cold into hot? Because that's only if it's in a cup, which is a cliche. Of course, never goes in the fire. 
So it's a second vessel. But if you're in a bathtub, which is a clean shawn, which was in the olden days, they used to have metal bathtubs, and the metal bathtubs was put over a fire, so it's a clean shawn. Right? Then, then you, the, the, the rule of Ben Shemai does apply. That you can only put cold, uh, hot into cold, but not cold into hot. Even in Abati, you're not allowed to put, seemingly, Rosh is saying, even in Abati, you're not allowed to put uh, hot into cold. Amar Nachman, Halakha ke Rosh so the halacha is like Rosh Hashanah and Abayi is asur. So now the Gemara is going to analyze the statement. Says the Gemara, Savar of Yosef the Memar. Rabbi Yosef thought to say, Sefil, if you have a basin, now Abati is a big, big tub. Okay, I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of this, but before we had plumbing, all of our great grandparents wherever country you came from, used to take baths by having a big, big basin of water, which you uh, either take the item, take the basin and heat it up on a stove, and you go into the ba- that, that thing and you pour the water on yourself, or they would pour water from a kettle into it. In the Gemara, they're talking about one that was on the fire. So a, a sefel is something similar, except it's a much smaller and you put it right here, and you use it to wash your hands and face. It's a basin that you use to splash water on your face to clean your face. So this rabbi is saying, Rabbi Yosef wants to claim that a sepil, which is a basin, it is like a bathtub. And even though it's a cliche, you're not allowed to pour any cold water into it. I'm a rabbi. But we learned in the bright day that sepil is not like a bathtub. And therefore, it's like a course, and you're allowed to put water into it. Now, the Gemara is going to clarify. This original thought that Rabbi Yosef had, that he thought that it was like a Ambati, a Sefer like Ambati, the Sefer, Hareoka Ambati. What do you think? You thought you can't wash your face with hot water on Shabbat? Is that what you thought? Because according to this, if you if you can't use the sepil on Shabbat, then you can't wash your face with hot water on the sepil. Because always you have to put, on Friday night, people always put cold water in it. And according to this, you'd never be able to do it. The, the question is, how could it be? You can't wash your face on Shabbat? The Mar says no. Me Sarva Rashiman Asefakai, Rashiman's going on the Rasha, which says there was two parts of the Brighta. Rashimanasi said Asur, it could be talking about the Rasha, which was telling you that you could put hot into cold and not cold into hot. And Rashimanasi is saying on that that. It's asur. You can't put even hot into cold. Or it could be, we thought he was talking about Beit 
Only to now it's going like Bet Shemai. Says the Gemara. Me sabr to Shimon a sefer kai. You thought Shimon talking about the sefer? No, a reisha kai is going on the reisha. Ubetilel matim ben chamim in the top sonen ben sonet to chamim. Betilel allows hot to cold and cold to hot. Shemelasya osen. He says it's a sort of put cold into hot. Yes, the Gemara. Later, Shemelas the Dalmak of Bet Shemai. You mean the Shemelas is passing like Bet Shemai against Betilel? We don't want to do that. No, which one is saying the following? are not arguing about this case. Even Betelel says it's Asur. Okay. Amana. I once saw Rava that he wasn't careful. In with mixing cold water to hot water in a klishani, he would put even cold water to hot water. Midatani Rabchia, because of the statement of Rabchia, Natan Noten Adam Kiton Shalmayim, the Tok Sepil Shalmayim. A person can place a Kiton of Mayim, a cold water, into a Sepil of hot water. Ben Chamil Toksonen, Ben Tzalikachamin. Since he said, Rabbi said that, he was Meiko. Amal Yerabhuna Yerabhashi. So Yerabhuna told Yerabhashi, Dil Mashani Hatam. Maybe there is different. The Mavsi Keli. Because there is a, the case of Rabbi was that you submerged your cold water vessel into your hot water basin. Maybe since there is a Keli in between, that's where Rabbi was allowing. But that doesn't, that can't serve as a basis for Rabbi actually pouring his cold water into the hot water just because the rabbi allowed submerging doesn't mean allow pouring. You change the bright to the bright to should be referring to pouring also. Not and therefore that's why it's the source for Rava's Heter. Now we have a brand new Mishnah, which we will start the Mishnah, and we will end at the Gemara, Be'ezat Hashem. Almost Shabbat on the end. Okay. Says the Gemara as follows. Mishnah as follows. Ha'ilpas, if you have a pot, va'kidera, another type of pot, she'vidan, merot, you took it off the off of its boiling. Lo yitem letokot tablin, do not put any spices into the pot. So if you, we're talking here about a case like this. You have a pot of chicken soup on the fire. I don't know if you know Sam, but Ashkenazim have a custom that Friday night they eat chicken soup. It's like a soup with chicken, whatever. You wouldn't know, but let's say. So now, if you have chicken soup and you took a pot of chicken soup off the fire and you want to place, you say, oh, you take, take a taste of it. And you see, ah, I know what it needs. It needs basil, right? You're not allowed to take a piece of basil, a leaf of basil, and put it in that pot. Because the pot is a clearishon. It's something that, that was cooked on the fire. Even though it was removed from the fire, says the Mishnah, you can't put spices in it. You can't put tevalin in it. Why? 
But you are allowed to place the basil into your bowl. When you pour from that pot into your bowl, you're allowed to put it into the bowl. All the talk come kui, or you could pour it into your tureen. You know what a soup tureen is? Soup tureen is a, a big bowl where you serve that soup on the table. Okay? So not the pot. There's three things. There's a pot. That in the Lashon of the Mishnah, they're calling a pot an ilfus or kadira. Then there's the bowl that you drink it from. And there's a tureen that you take it to the table when you have a lot of fancy guests. You take it to the table and you serve it out of the tureen. You're allowed to put basil into the tureen or into your bowl, but not into the pot itself because then it could cook. According to Yuda, you could put into anything except for something that has vinegar or something that has fish juice. Since these things, with anything that has vinegar or fish juice, will cook things faster. So, that's the Machlok of the Tanakama and the Yehuda. Be'ezdat Hashem, Motzei Shabbat, we'll start from the Gemara over here. Baruch Adonai Amen v'Amen. Thank you for joining everybody. That's all, man. That's all. Take care.